0: This is Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 <laughs> FM. I'm Scott Bertram, and with me today is State Senator Mike Shirkey, also the Senate Majority Leader. You can find him at SenatorMikeShirky.com or find him on Facebook. He represents the 16th State Senate District. That's Branch Jackson, Hillsdale Counties. Senator, thanks so much for joining us.
1: You're welcome, Scott. You know how much I enjoy our conversations.
0: Well, our last conversation, Senator, involved uh, you giving us an update on budget talks. You were optimistic things would uh, would get done. In fact, they have. There's a budget in place. There is a budget that's uh, enacted and is already, uh, we're living under it as of the beginning of October. Tell us a little about getting the budget to the finish line and uh, how pleased you are with what actually is now uh, Michigan law.
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, this was a uh, fully negotiated budget. I will admit to you readily that it started with the uh, sputters of start and stop and some, and some interruptions because uh, it took a while for the team, the team being the Prop's chair and the house ascendant and the budget office from the governor's office to learn how to uh, engage and have constructive conversations. I had full confidence as did the speaker that that would happen and it just took a little while. Uh, And we negotiated a budget that uh, resulted in uh, virtually uh, minimized drama. There were a few comments about boilerplate from the governor that, you know, caused a stir. But for the most part, it was a uh, spending budget that uh, all three parties embraced. Um, We have a lot of money uh, as a result of not just the federal money coming in, but also uh, unexpected uh, revenue, mm-hmm. because primarily as a result of increase in sales tax revenue uh, uh, from all the online uh, buying that, that continued even through the shutdowns. And uh, we were very careful to deploy some of it. Uh, and it's important to note that we still have in the neighborhood of $5 billion of state revenue. This is not federal money. that's still... Uh, On the books and prepared to be uh, deployed as as uh, as we see fit, Uh, even including putting a half a billion dollars into what I call the rainy day fund. Uh, We funded a lot of the special projects regarding the constraints holding back our economies and training uh, some training uh, funding that uh, was necessary and I think important. Uh, We also put a significant amount of money in the infrastructure, specifically bridges. And then we also included some boilerplate language that the governor agreed to let stand and not challenge. And this is really important, because even though we repealed the 1945 law, or I should say the citizens repealed the 1945 law, uh, there still was uh, a lack of definition and a lack of detail in that part of our statute. Uh, that required uh, exposure and transparency of what is behind a governor's executive order and uh, what's the reference information and reference material, the source material, uh, what are the conditions for which that executive order uh, can be reversed, uh, basically providing uh, uh, transparency and accountability for any governor in the future to say, wait a minute, if you're going to do this, you got to tell us why, you got to tell us how, and you got to tell us how we get out of it. And none of which would happened uh, back in 2020, of course, when we were wrestling with these uh, blind executive orders. And just in case your listeners don't remember, which I seriously doubt, uh, this is to address things like orders that prohibited selling the sale of paint in a hardware store, mm-hmm. or even more crazy. The, orders that allow people to go out fishing in a boat as long as they didn't have a motor in it. So it may sound trivial and it may sound trite, but it's important Mm -hmm. because uh, we've now got this governor on record saying that that, uh, that will be a change in behavior should another occasion occur for consideration of those kinds of actions. So that's a, a pretty good summary of
0: the budget. I, I do want to ask a bit about the, the dollar figures, the money, Senator. Uh, the overall budget, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, overall budget spending is up, uh, what, $63 billion to $70 billion this year from the year before. You mentioned there's $6 billion in in, in uh, what, stimulus funds. There's $5 billion uh, excess in, in state funds. There There, there seems to be a, a lot of money sloshing around in Lansing these days.
1: Well, part of that is uh, is that the revenue at state level exceeded the expectations and the projections, and part of it is the you know the the federal government just turning on uh, turning up the speed on overdrive for their money printing machine down there, uh, and that is more than just problematic, as you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's those are the two reasons for it. one we can one we should embrace. And then look at ways in which we can maybe return some of that money to taxpayers. And the other we should be very suspect about because we are spending ourselves from the federal level into some very dangerous waters.
0: State Senator Mike Shirky with us here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Uh, Senator, the budget was uh, was signed by the governor. Uh, Other bills were not signed. They were, in fact, uh, vetoed by the governor. Uh, and this is a package of election reform bills that she made a big uh, big deal about uh, publicly vetoing. This includes a number of provisions that are very popular among the public, uh, opinion polls would tell us, and a number of provisions that were, in, were supported by, uh, I believe, dozens of members of her own party. What did Governor Whitmer say no to here?
1: She said no to some things that just by any measure are just common sense. And this doesn't infer or imply that it has anything to do with the previous election other than the review of that election and and the exposure of vulnerabilities. For instance, making sure that third parties cannot access our qualified voter file, which is a very, very private file that keeps records of those who are qualified to vote. Uh, One that I think was really uh, a, a serious mistake was... Uh, a statute that required enhancement of training for poll watchers, poll challengers, poll, work, poll workers. And we know for a fact that training has been a problem, especially in the one that the precincts that have higher, um, higher number of, of voters turning out. And it actually contributed to some of the drama that occurred during this last election. And it's unbelievable that she, that she vetoed that uh, ensuring that citizen initiatives, once properly certified are prosecuted and processed by the secretary of state within a hundred days and they can't be stonewalled or rope doped Those are just examples of things that she, and not only did she veto them, but she, you know, applied her political drama and did it in a special meeting on a Sunday at the NAACP meeting. And, uh, you know, it just, it just reeks of nothing but, uh, you know, political Uh, 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 gamesmanship and not a serious review of what these represent. And you are correct, Scott. These did have, uh, in some cases, very broad uh, bipartisan support.
0: Senator Shirky, I wanted to ask, too, about the governor's continued effort to shut down Line 5. The the country, (laughs) Canada, the Canadian government, uh, now getting involved. And seeking to halt that shutdown order, invoking a, uh, a 1977 treaty with the United States, the governor seems not to be backing down from her shutdown order. Where do we go from here?
1: Well, it's time that we we uh, we had started putting a little more pressure on the situation because it's a mystery to me why this continues to be a a high priority. Listen, this just this week, President Biden came to the state of Michigan. And uh, it was met with our governor at the operating engineers training center in Howell, Michigan. Now, you know, they're there ostensibly to greet the president and talk about his infrastructure package with the union that provides a lot of the operating engineers for all these kinds of projects that are important to our state and our nation. And the number one priority of the operating engineers is the completion of line five. And so it, was at the very least a little disingenuous uh, that uh, that gathering was there and there was not a mention of, of uh, consideration for that and so therefore I think that um, I think that standard here should be uh, we all we uh, we all agree that Michigan needs to review and evaluate our uh, openness to inviting uh, capital investment and jobs businesses uh, to Michigan uh, you know on the economic development front uh, but uh, as far as I'm concerned until Line five is taken off the table. Uh, there can be really no serious conversation uh, with the governor on economic development because that should be the number one thing that should be eliminated to open the door for economic development.
0: And uh, Senator Mike Shirky, uh, finally in our conversation this time around, I, I wanted to ask you about some, some reports, some, some discussion uh, that I've heard a- a- about a- another attempt— at, uh, at an Unlock Michigan petition drive. Uh, listeners might remember the Unlock Michigan drive that, uh, that repealed the, uh, the old law dealing with executive orders and the governor, uh, but there's some some discussion about possibly a second attempt at, at doing something else. What, what might this unlock, or, do, or what do you know about this potential Unlock Michigan uh, Part 2?
1: I can tell you that it's no longer potential. to real thing. Citizens have taken it upon themselves once again to submit a petition to uh, affect and change, amend the public health code so that the department, the health department in Michigan, or any county department in Michigan are limited in how much time they can actually claim uh, an epidemic order to be in place. In other words, if they decide that there needs to be dramatic actions taken, uh, they they would still be able to do so, but there would be a limitation as to how long. And this does uh, uniquely parallel the uh, the, uh, the, the uh, 1945 repeal and the, and the intent of the Unlock One petition. And I am uh, proud of the citizens of Michigan who have taken it upon themselves to, to uh, take this up. And it is not a rumor. It is, it is real. And I invite your listeners, should they be moved by something that I frankly agree is pretty important, uh, to just go online and look for Unlock Two and uh, they can find how they can help.
0: All right, State Senator Mike Shirkey, also the Senate Majority Leader, serving Branch, Hillsdale, and Jackson counties. That's the 16th State Senate District. You can find more at SenatorMikeShirky.com. Look him up on Facebook as well. Uh, very quick, Senator, uh, you can't see. We're on the radio, uh, but I'm wearing my White Sox jersey today as the playoffs begin As we uh, as we talk, the American League Divisional Series. Do you have a choice for our World Series champion, and why will it be the Chicago White Sox?
1: It'll be the Chicago White Sox because it's the division I'm we're close, most closely related to, and uh, <laughs> I, I I continue to be impressed with their ability to just be so competitive year after year after year. And so you're uh, you're uh, lucky to have uh, reason, roots there to to support your reason to support them, and we're lucky because we're in the same division. someday we'll be able to compete with them. I
0: hope. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Mike Shirky, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, Scott, take care. bye Bye more of our interviews and conversations at our SoundCloud page, go to soundcloud.com, search on WRFH Radio Free Hillsdale. And I'm Scott Bertram on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.